The Philadelphia Eagles have a massive matchup this Sunday in Jerry World against the 9-3 Dallas Cowboys. Looks like they're going to be healthy for this game. We'll get into the injury report, LOE 3, player props to bet on for Eagles-Cowboys. All that and more on this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. A few minutes ago, I actually just placed my very own DoorDash order to get my favorite local meal, which is Garden View Chicken Slovakia. Should be here before the show is over. So a big thank you to DoorDash for dinner. Place your order today using our promo code LOCK23. Stay tuned later in the episode to hear more from our friends over at DoorDash. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen. Each and every day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always. By Gino Camilleri, Eagles-Cowboys this Sunday. A huge game. The Birds 10-2 and trying to keep their lead in the NFC East and the one seed in the NFC. The Cowboys at 9-3, and they are nipping at their heels and they are red hot. So this is going to be a really big game. The Eagles, of course, we know right before the bye, they got the first win against Dallas at home in a shootout. Close game at the end. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts both balled out inside the pocket. Gino, I, I would probably predict, again, like I wouldn't be surprised because it, both sides have a lot of talent on defense, but I think both offenses have been way better this year. I'd imagine it's probably a pretty high-scoring affair again, and when you look at the injury report, like the Eagles look like they're a full go on both sides of the ball. As responsibly as I can, I'm going to put a decent amount of money on the over because I don't yeah. think there's any way, as healthy as the Eagles are, to stop Dallas from scoring at minimum 30 points at home. They've scored 40 plus, and I What's think the, the last right three in a row. Um, at, well, I didn't even look at the over over at FanDuel. I'm gonna but take I'm a guess that it. it's 52, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's 52. I know the Eagles personally was 24, and I think the Eagles are gonna have to score 31 to 35 points. 51 and, and a half. 51 and a half. So I was yeah. right there. Right? Is that what I said? 52. Yep. So it was yeah, right there, literally. So I think. I can tell you've done this before. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I've been around the block a couple times to even know that that was right near that, was that number. That's pretty funny. But the Eagles, after last week, after three consecutive games where you were perfect in the red zone, you stalled out and mm-hmm. you settled for six or settled for three, which ultimately led to six points rather than 14 in those first two drives. You are going to need every single drive and then some to be a touchdown drive because the way that your defense has been playing Lou if they don't turn it around quickly it could be six consecutive drives of Dallas scoring touchdowns and you are going to have to keep pace with them I don't know how that number stays below 51 you're going to need each team to score 25 one team to score 26 I see that happening all day long that's four touchdowns a pop that's what it's going to be, in my opinion. It's going to be on a fast track in Jerry World. I think the Eagles are a lot healthier than they were in that first go-around. A lot of those guys on Dallas's offense are clicking in a way that they weren't in that first great first game. If you've seen Brandon Cook's performances over the last couple games, he's come out hot. I think Dallas Goddard is going to be like a dog off the leash come Sunday. The Eagles offense is going to want to get back on track. No way they do a repeat performance of less than 20 points. I agree it's got to be at minimum 35 points 
to win this football game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's very similar to the Christmas game last year, which had Gardner Minshew in it, Gino, and that was yeah, what just back and scored forth, thirty back plus, and, and it was just yep. a great game. The Eagles lost, but it was a back and forth shootout. I would not be surprised if it's a very similar outcome. Not just because of the Eagles' offense, they're healthy, as you mentioned. Getting Dallas Goddard back is absolutely massive for the passing game. The only one in the injury report right now on offense that was a limited participant was Julio Jones and. He's been a pretty much non-factor since that first game against Washington where he, or the second game where he caught a touchdown. So they're going to be healthy. And when you look at the Cowboys defense, like, yeah, they're opportunistic. Bland has what, like eight interceptions this year. They definitely mm-hmm. have a nose for turnovers, but you can move the ball on them. I mean, just look at this past Thursday night, Geno Smith has been struggling and that was a get right game for him. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's a very similar type of game. So for me, both sides, I think they're going to have success. They're going to have to score points to win this game. And, I do want to go back to Goddard, you know. I think it's again it's obvious that his impact returning is so huge for this team, but mm-hmm. you really notice like yes, having two elite weapons is huge. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Some teams really only have one. Some like look at the Kansas City Chiefs, it's just Travis Kelsey. But I think when you when you have 3 plus, that's when it really gets almost impossible to completely erase. Like you look at the 49ers, how do you game plan for Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey, right? Whereas, you know, when you have one or two, you can do the strategy even the Eagles did against the Bills, against the Chiefs, against Kelsey and Diggs, what they should have did against C.D. Lamb. And so Goddard coming back, like most teams don't have three elite level players on the second and third level to contain that. And so I just think he makes them obviously just more unstoppable. But I think once you get to three plus, it just it almost like doesn't it doesn't guarantee you're going to have a certain amount of success, but it's pretty close. I mean, having more guys that can make plays against the defense right now that needs help in the middle of the field, right, i.e. Exactly. why they were in the competition to go and sign Shaq Leonard That's along with the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at Leighton Van Der Esch, his neck injury is going to keep him out for the season. Yep. They need help there. And we saw what Jake Ferguson, who's been playing exceptionally well, can do against this team. I think it's going to be, like you said, whose playmakers, and I said this to Marcus Mosier yesterday, whose playmakers are going to make those plays, and I think Dallas Goddard has to be one of those guys. And if you look back at the games against Dallas, he's done phenomenal, Lou. I still look back to the one where he gets his head ripped off and runs it for 80 yards, yards after the catch, and he got somehow an offensive pass interference, but usually does pretty well in that department. And I think both of these teams, they just – They have the guys outside that can make plays when needed in two different ways. Jerome Bland, he's more opportunistic on the ball. The Eagles, it's more bend, don't break, just keep everything underneath, allow Darius Slay to keep playing the way he's been playing. But those other guys that are going to have to cover, I mean, once the Eagles find like Jordan Lewis, like once he pops out there and they can address him with Devontae Smith, if they're going to keep Stephon Gilmore on one side or you find a way to – get Dallas Goddard on one of those matchups and maybe now with the DeAndre Swift, get him outside against one of these linebackers. I think that's going to be huge for you as well. And for the run the ball department, I think the pass game is the way to go this week, Lou. I, I think, think so to keep it in the air. You had success at times against San Francisco. There were some clips that JTO Sullivan put out there on the QB school of, especially early on in that game where Jack Stoll's running like a deep sale route and Jalen Hurts could have thrown the ball, but he just didn't. It's because he didn't trust that guy. He didn't trust his tight end. Right, now he has somebody Goddard. he can trust in yeah. the middle of the field. I expect I those agree. explosives to come back and play. And 
Will it be through A.J. Brown? I'm sure he'll have a good matchup with Stephon Gilmore when he's Devontae on his side. Devontae Smith always has success against Dallas, so I he think they're all going to usually does, yeah. I, yeah. I think if you know how to attack Dallas, it is let Devontae line up against Deron Bland, let him run routes against him, number. and additionally, and get him to bite on some of those double moves, right? Like where he's going to go for the interception, let Devontae Smith, who's an exceptional route runner, just run him into oblivion, hopefully, and that's what you're going to have to win on because Stephon Gilmore's been playing well. I mm-hmm. think the Eagles' number one corner and Darius Slay's been playing well. comes down to can you pick on James Bradbury outside if he's not playing up to standard, and can you pick on the other guys that aren't named Stephon Gilmore and Dallas? On defense, Zach Cunningham was a full participant as well. Big news, the Eagles should be healthy at linebacker. Cunningham, Shaq Leonard makes his debut. Yeah, Nicholas Morrow as well, ready to go here. I don't know if he'll probably be the third guy in the rotation Mm -hmm. at this point. I think it'll be mostly Shaq and Cunningham. Um, Fletcher Cox, full participant with a groin injury. Darius Slay was not seen at practice for a little bit on Thursday, but he was a full participant today. Um, It was a rest day and the the knee, it looks like, the day before. So all things looking clear on the injury report, and it's been a while since it's looked this clean, and they need it in a big game against Dallas. Coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, let's have some fun. So the college football playoff is coming up soon. Started to think about this with the playoff race heating up in the NFL too. If the NFL had a college-like format, and because there's a lot of debates right now about who truly is elite in the NFL, let's say the league had their choice of four teams, who would they put in that elite tier? Are the Eagles included in that? We'll get into all that and more. LOE3 also coming your way right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Before we do that, we have a message from our friends over at DoorDash. Lou, I know you said you ordered your food before the show, but look at right here. I got a couple smash burgers in here. They smell delicious. I'm keeping them away because we got a couple dogs out there. I don't want them to get into the bag. Once the wife gets home, we are going to dig in. And if you want to get something delicious, especially if you're in Philly, you want a cheesesteak from De Rossi's, you want a pizza from Santucci's, you want your hoagie from Wawa, get your groceries from Wegmans. You can do that all through DoorDash. And right now, if you're a first-time customer, you will get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. All you have to do, take your cell phone, download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3. And once you do that, you're going to get a free gift of some delicious food and you're going to get $10 up to a $10 value, rather, when you spend $15 or more. I did that on my Smash Burgers. Got some of those delicious onion rings they got. Their sweet potato fries are to die for. If you want to get some DoorDash today, once again, download the DoorDash app. Use that code LOCKED23. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, exciting news. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This is the Lockdown Eagles podcast, a Friday edition of the show. Eagles-Cowboys this Sunday. Sunday. Huge game. And again, Gino, I think really think, you know, I've seen some takes like this is really going to tell us all we need to know about the 2023 Eagles to a degree if they get completely right. blown out two weeks in a row against the other two best teams in the NFC. And maybe you could argue the other two best teams in the NFL. 
that might tell you a lot. I don't think it completely erases what they've done this year. They, we already know a lot about this team based on the huge wins they've had against really good teams. But yeah, I think if they do lose, maybe people start to reconsider how truly elite this team is. And it's interesting. Like you look at the college football playoff and the way that they do things and how they kind of, it's subjective, but they all, they try to consider who are the four best teams, who are the elite teams. And I do wonder if like the NFL had a committee, if they had their choice, like would they see the Eagles in that tier still? And would they be in if that was the kind of format? I think this game could go a long way in how people shift their focus, but I think it would be interesting to see like if the, they had their choice, how they would view this team. Thank goodness they didn't have this in 2017, yeah. because if you look at this season, That's the 13-0 Florida, Florida State Seminoles got seen. left out yeah. without Jordan Travis, who was their starting quarterback. He's out for the season. If there is a committee in 2017 and Carson Wentz goes out, and the Eagles play the way they did in those last couple games, do they get left out? That would be such an interesting way to go about it. Thank goodness they're going to 12 teams because that's the only way Oregon's getting in. They always shoot themselves in the foot at this point. But right now, I would have to say we have to look at this in two ways. It has to be currently who are the best teams, and also we have to take the Alabama approach because I think the Chiefs will always get the Alabama benefit of the doubt you know like even if they're 12 and 5 Lou Mm -hmm. and there's four NFC teams that have a better record like let's say Detroit San Francisco Philly and Dallas all finished with a better record than them right their reputation and resume. Kansas City's getting them. They're getting right. into the to the playoff no yeah, matter exactly. what. Because once you have the big three of Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reed entrenched there, you're right. It's like they'll always get the benefit of the doubt. So I think Kansas City would always be in. And I think that's justified for sure. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's not always about who are just the best teams. It's not just about who has the best record, the mm-hmm. best roster, who has the best wins. It's a combination of a million different things. It's what I appreciate about the NFL is it's very black and white, and it's not subjective, which is great. The teams with the best records get in, but I think it's a, it's a fun discussion. I think the Eagles would get in too, though, Gino, based on resume similar to Kansas mm-hmm. City, based on overall talent on the roster. Like Quality of wins is something that would be important to me on a resume for the committee, for the playoff. The Eagles have more quality wins this year than any team in football. So I still think Philly would get in. And then you got to talk market. Like, would you, I think they, they'd instantly put the Dallas Cowboys in, even if a team like Baltimore or Miami Ooh, deserved yeah, to be good in discussion more. Like, on they that. want Dallas yeah. in the playoff. They do, and I'm kind of looking at this Eagles-Cowboys game as I know I make so many Pac-12 references, but like Washington-Oregon or Georgia-Alabama, Michigan-Ohio State, to where the winner of it kind of put themselves into the playoff. This is an early playoff. This Eagles-Cowboys in the playoff, that's what they'd want. They would love that, but I think only one team gets in because you brought up the point. Does Miami continue to get in if they play the way that they are playing? And you can't keep out San Francisco. Like, they're a lot. No. Yeah, I I would say San Francisco, Kansas City. Yep, Philly. The winner of Philly and Dallas, whoever wins this division, I would take. And then your at-large sort of Texas team is like Baltimore or Miami, whoever puts up like – But how can you get put in Miami when Philly beat them? You know what I mean? Like let's say the Cowboys yeah, I know. beat the Eagles. You that's can't that's keep... the playoff committee, dude. It's See, ridiculous. See, what I mean. I've been I would paying hate to attention be to it. it. Yeah, I mean, I've been paying attention more this year to the college process, and it's like it really does make you appreciate the NFL, I think. Because it, it's fun, but if I was an actual fan of a team in college football, like if I was a fan of – Florida State, I couldn't imagine dealing with that kind of process. Oh, no. I mean, especially in the BCS days as well. Yeah. And you look at 
one of the best Oregon teams ever with like DeAnthony Thomas and, and Michael James, and they're a top four team and they don't get into a playoff at that point or TCU who's undefeated at number three when Andy Dalton was slinging it down there. And I love that they're going to 12 teams and much like the NFL, I don't think you're ever going to see a reduction in the playoffs. I think right no. now what they have at 14 is pretty good and it might just continue to get bigger because they want to sell playoff game tickets. Yeah. That's what it's going to seven come down to. It, though, for me, I would like it to not expand. I think even seven's kind of pushing it, but I'm with you. If they were going to, they're never going to remove teams. They, if, if anything, they would add more. No, if anything did happen, it would have to be yeah. much like what the college football playoff is going to be going forward, where it's a lot more consolation playoff type uh, or sure. play in game types. Rather yeah. the more like how the MLB did with adding more wild card games to that extent. Like more than one team should get a buy, in my opinion. I, I think that really does kill the playoff yeah. a little bit. But at the same time, it rewards the best of the best. And and that's really what it does because in the college football playoff, you, you don't have a bye week against one of the top four teams. You got to play them yeah. all, right? And I think they would get in if I had to set up because in the AFC, who else even would deserve that, right? I mean, nobody I, I over think, Philly. I mean, no, it would have to be three NFC teams and. And an AFC. Well, that's, that's and, the crazy the part, you know, because in the offseason, when you looked at both conferences, you're thinking the majority of great teams and elite quarterbacks are in the AFC. But it, if you had to pick like the top four favorites to win a Super Bowl right now, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco are probably all in there. And then it's probably mm -hmm. still Kansas City. Like, yes, you could make the argument for Ravens or Dolphins over Dallas. I don't think you can make the case for either team over San Francisco right now, over Philly or even over Kansas City, who's already beaten the Dolphins. And the discussion is if the Eagles and Dallas would split both games, would the thing, the that be? Dude, this is why I could never yeah, be on a committee I like this. Do it. And I'm and like, that's the beauty about the NFL is the Eagles can weather, regardless what the national media is saying right now, if they win this game, they're still the one seed. They're still in the lead of the division. Mm -hmm. However, they're winning games. Winning truly is all that matters in the regular season for the playoffs. So it's a big game for sure, not just for reputation, but as you mentioned, you don't. You mentioned it earlier this this week. Like you don't want to lose this game and suddenly see that Eagles logo at the five seed, right? It just puts an unnecessary amount of pressure on this team to get that by, and you still have a tough matchup against Seattle next week. Mm -hmm. So. Huge game coming up between the Eagles and Cowboys this Sunday. Gino and I both think there's going to be a lot of offense, so we're going to get into that coming up next. I'm sure we're going to have some aggressive bets on LOE3 presented by FanDuel. Player props for Eagles-Cowboys coming your way. First, today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is sponsored by Prize Picks. It's the most fun you can play daily fantasy sports, winning up to 25 times your money this football season, but also this basketball season. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from their specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. This is the first time I've ever seen this. For example, if you want to take LeBron James on, on Saturday in the in-season tournament final, let's say to have a 10.5 combo of three points made and you want to add Devontae Smith on a combo of 10 and a half. Again, receptions, boom, there you go. Want to play alongside some of PrizePix's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays as well under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the PrizePix community each and every week. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. They are changing the game in daily fantasy sports. For football and basketball, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports 
sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL today. Use that promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use our code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Eagles fans, time for our final segment of this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles, and we wrap it up the way we always do, LOE3, presented by FanDuel. Three player props each for Gino and I to bet on, and we hope that you'll ride with us for Eagles-Cowboys. And Gino, as you mentioned, and we both agree, this will probably be a shootout, a high-scoring affair. The over is 51-and-a-half. I'm going to take the over. I think you're going to, too. I would not be surprised if this is, again, I mentioned it earlier, very similar to that Christmas game last year, and that was with a backup quarterback, and it wasn't even Jalen Hurts. I don't see either defense making, let's say, either team get off the field more than 50% of the time. I don't see that happening. And they're going to be at least three touchdowns scored by each team. In my opinion, I think the Eagles have to get this offense right after last week. It was evident that they were on track against one of the better defenses, get right in a get right game against one of the top opponents and the most important opponent, the Dallas Cowboys to win your division. Let's go see what Jalen hurts in this offense can do. And I loved what AJ Brown said the other day. I don't want to comment on what was said in the locker room, but you'll see on Sunday. I hope these guys really back up what they are putting down and they know what is at stake here. Absolutely. All right, let's get into these bets. You know, my first one, I'm taking the over four and a half receptions for Devonte Smith. I just think he has a lot of success against the Dallas secondary. Pretty much every time they play, he's been heating up in the volume department over the last month and a half. Jalen Hurts has been going to him a lot. Defenses are honing in on AJ Brown. They're doubling him. They're having safeties always watch where he's going. So I, to me, and I know Dallas Goddard's coming back, so that could reduce one of these guys' touches, but I just, I, I like Smith here. I, I just want to keep riding the hot hand. At minus 162, it's a lot of money to put down, but I think it's a reliable wager to bet with because you know Devontae Smith against this opponent does well each and every time. And yep. you know with what they did last week and the week before and the week before that with getting Devontae Smith the ball in volume – they're not going to shy away from that. And they are going to have to continue to do that to probably come out with a victory this week. And I think he could be a guy who comes out on the end of an explosive play in this game at some point, but he's going to pick up a lot of big situational downs for them. Third down, third and six, look for Devontae Smith. He's going to be open. I agree. Gino, your first bet, Jalen Hurts, 300-plus passing yards at plus 310. Again, that fits our theme of this is going to be a back-and-forth battle on offense, and I think the Eagles, the theme is throw the football against the secondary. I went big last week. I hit on plus 480 with A.J. and Devontae to combine for over 200 yards. I'm sticking with the theme of this offense, putting up volume in the passing game. I think Devontae and A.J. are good for another 200 yards this week. Dallas Goddard is probably going to be good for 60 himself. Then I need 40 yards between a mix of some other guys, which I think you can get. And Jalen Hurts, it's a fast track. He'll get the benefit of playing on turf. It's a lot faster than playing at the link where you're playing on grass. And I think you'll have that benefit of these guys just going out there and flying around after a week where they were kind of subdued and they weren't flying around and they weren't matching that energy as AJ Brown said. They have to match that energy this week, Luke. They ha- there's no other tr- – this game is we walk in there and the only other option is the season is over if we lose this game. Like that's how yeah. you have to look at it. 
I agree. I'm going to keep going with my receiver bets here, Gino. I'm going to take an anytime touchdown for A.J. Brown at plus 125. He's had a touchdown in two of three games with the Eagles against the Cowboys. Um, I, again, I like this matchup against their secondary, against their defensive backs. So, Brown, give me the touchdown. You have an anytime touchdown for Dallas Goddard at plus 300. I thought plus 300 was a crazy number on Dallas Goddard, yeah. especially being his first game back, and especially being a guy that they like to target in big time areas in ways that you wouldn't expect. Like in the red zone, they try to get him free on a lot of those tight end screens, which they haven't been rather successful with over the last couple of weeks, getting that ball out quick, especially against the Dallas defense. That's going to want to hit home. They're going to want to get up field with Demarcus Lawrence. Also, Osa Odigizua, Micah Parsons, those guys are going to want to get after Jalen Hurts, counteract that with some quick hitters to Dallas Goddard, let him go be a yak demon after getting injured the last time in a yards after the catch situation. You don't think he's going to want a little bit of revenge over the Dallas Cowboys this week. He's going to go and get himself a, a touchdown. I like that bet. I have a parlay to finish off my three-player props. I am taking the over on Kenneth Gainwell, 10.5 rushing yards, and DeAndre Swift, over 53 and a half. Again, I think the passing game is going to be the focus. It's going to be where you have the most success against Dallas. But, you know, at the same time, I think they're going to have an added emphasis of committing more to the ground game, try to get it right, try to find more of a balance just because you mm -hmm. probably are going to have more success passing the football. Doesn't mean you want it lopsided where it's, you know, 45 attempts for Jalen and only 10 carries for DeAndre Swift, right? And to get to like, you know, this might be a very similar game to Kansas City or Buffalo where he has, you know, 14 carries for, I don't know, 67 yards to 70 yards. Like, that's probably the performance. I don't think this will be the blueprint of week two against uh, Minnesota or week three against Tampa Bay. But I think both of them can combine for, you know, 80 yards on the ground. I mean, if DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell don't get, what is that? 64 yards, yards on the ground. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's a for at plus 231. That's bad. I like that. that would be yeah. bad because you're probably looking at a situation much like last week where yeah. you got away Boston from Scott's not doing that and Jalen's still limited. No, they need a big performance on the ground from a just a get right moral standpoint on that offensive line, right? Like, it sucked yeah. last week. We know that they weren't successful, they weren't denting the line of scrimmage. Well, guess what. Dallas Goddard's back. He's a big help in the run game as well, folks. I think we forget how instrumental Dallas is as a blocker. He is your sixth offensive lineman. He That's is going point. to help, as well as in the RPO game where he's a legitimate target. When guys aren't going to put their eyes to Jack Stoll when he's crossing the formation because he's Jack Stoll and not Dallas Goddard, now they're going to have to account for 88 out there, right? So it's going to be a big-time ad for them. And I think he benefits the run game as much as he does the pass game this week. All right, Gina, you have a defensive bet to wrap up LOE3. Josh Sweat to record a sack at plus 132. Sweat normally has success against the Cowboys. I think he has a sack in the last three games at least. So I like this bet. And they have to get to the quarterback this week, Lou. They Outside of those first two drives. Those two they, drives, yeah, that's really it. They did nothing. And the last game against Dallas as well. It's either hit or miss with them getting to Dak Prescott, and they have to tackle because if Dak breaks contain, he's a guy that can make you pay, much like Josh Allen did a couple weeks ago, right? And that's something that you can't allow to happen. Like, it just can't yeah. because then you're going to have to keep your eyes underneath, and that's how C.D. Lamb gets open, and then it becomes a boat race, and now you're going to have to hit every single time, get that ball out of the park, and get a touchdown because – 
three yep. points, it's not going to count this week. It's not going to matter. It doesn't matter. You finish in the end zone. You have to get back to being a good red zone team, continuing to be good on third down. And on the other end, you have to get off the field, Luke. The defense has to get off the field this week. They have to find a way to keep Dallas from converting big situational downs Yeah, and, and get that team it. to punt the ball away. They yeah. really have. They've been the worst third down defense over the last month and a half. They've been one of the worst red zone defenses. I'm with you. Again, you're not going to be able to hold this team under 25 points most likely, but you got to mm. be opportunistic on defense. You can force any sort of turnovers, like you said, get some sacks in this game, get some key stops on third down. Just again, your offense is going to score. Just give them an opportunity where they don't have to put up, you know, more than 42 like last Sunday against San mm -hmm. Francisco. LOE three presented by FanDuel. Make sure you ride with us this week. We've been heating up over the last couple games. Hopefully the Eagles heat back up with a win on Sunday against Dallas. We'll see you for the postgame show afterwards. Until then, for Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Thanks as always for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.